This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. We've got an awesome show. We will, uh, of course, be doing our Hot 5 app countdown. This week, it's Hot 5 swimming apps. Woot, woot. Uh, we will also be talking about what's streaming on Netflix, Crave, and Prime, all your favorite TV shows and movies. And Samsung's just announced some really cool new gear, and uh, we will be uh, chatting with our friend Patrick O'Rourke over at Mobile Syrup about that. But before we get there, let's talk about some of the news. And before we even get there, I want to thank uh, both of you, Graham and Christine, for coming in today. I was glad to be here. Are you glad to be here, Christina? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't be glad to be here with you, too? Well, let's uh, lead with this story here. Uh, the FDA down in the U.S. just approved a digital birth control app for the first time. This sounds uh, exciting. What could go wrong? So we've talked about this app before. Have we? Which app is this? This is Natural Cycles, the one that... Oh, this this is the app that won't go away. <laughs> but I... I I'm enjoying watching this process and how it's unfolding, to be honest. So we've seen the European Union go back to natural cycles and they, uh, the advertising council there had some things to say to them because uh, there were a number of, uh, say, for example, uh, let's call them unexpected pregnancies that resulted from people misusing this app. So how the app works again, you load it onto your phone, uh, you get a thermometer from them as well, you input that on a daily basis, your temperature, and that's supposed to give you the time when you're, I guess, most fertile and least fertile. Right, except this is a bit of a problematic process. First of all, you don't have to take their thermometer. You can get your own. Mm -hmm. That's allowed. So what are the guarantees that the thermometer that you sourced from Amazon is behaving the same way that uh, the thermometer that they've, you know, calculated their algorithm I, I wouldn't roll the <laughs> dice on this myself. So thermometer, that's that's problem number one. Problem number two. Uh, problem number two is that it t- it can take up to three months for this to learn your body. So in that three months, I'm wondering what you're relying on. <laughs> we're, we're hoping other methods of birth control. And then there's problem number three, which is precision. That's right. Because anything can throw off your basal temperature. You caught a cold and you don't know it yet. Yeah. Or, or if you're not falling it and taking it at the, 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 the same time. The same time. So, yeah. so this is an app that, I mean, if you are a responsible adult and you get the right thermometer and you, you know, are following it right down to the letter, it could actually be useful for you. But if you are like a lot of adults out there and you kind of swing and a miss on any of this stuff, uh, congratulations, you might be a new parent. Well, well the- th- this is concerning because the FDA is allowing this. This is allowing this app to market itself as a contraceptive like condoms. Yeah, so the other thing that's problematic here is that they're saying that uh, women who strictly want to avoid becoming pregnant should not be using this app. The company itself is saying this, but they're saying it uh, in not very public places, like it's buried in the language. And so if if a pregnancy is going to be devastating to your life... But, or you know, joyous. <laughs> well, I mean, people are in different situations. I guess, yeah, I guess we're looking for unexpected would be the word. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. It, like, if you are in a position where you absolutely cannot become pregnant and they're burying this language and you're, you're using this thinking that it's going to provide you that security, that's problematic. Natural cycles. Watch, watch out. <laughs> um, also in the news, an Android spy app 
has left 1.7 million passwords and nude photos exposed to hackers. My God, this has never happened before. No. So <laughs> what is this about, Graham? Uh, so essentially, this is kind of the, the same old, same old that we keep hearing about, this beautiful, open uh, Android uh, ecosystem where you have the ability to sideload apps and Google isn't doing the most uh, prestigious job in, in making sure that stuff doesn't get into the Google Play Store. Uh, this is just another malware app that basically is uh, being installed with root privileges that figures out... Uh, uh, stuff that it shouldn't. So it basically gets access to your passwords, gets access to your photographs, uh, and you know is data mining that stuff. Um, folks, if you're on Android, uh, two things. One, stick with the Google Play Store or with uh, the Amazon Play Store or the Amazon Store or other reliable app stores. Two, when an app asks for access to things that it shouldn't have, don't give it that access. Well, the other interesting thing about this is that this app is actually for tracking your loved ones. Some couples like to do this. They like to know where each other are. Um, I guess my opinion on this, and same thing with tracking your kids, Mike, you and I have talked about this before, but my opinion on this is there were days, I don't know if people consider these to be the dark days, but you went out and people didn't necessarily know your every movement. Those days are gone. Is this necessary? Those is days it are gone. necessary to know where our significant <laughs> other or our kid is every minute of every day? Personal responsibility? I'm shocked. Yeah. So I mean, here's, here's the thing. I mean, I use uh, Find Friends on iOS. Uh, but Find Friends is actually set up in a really great way where you can, uh, in messages, you tap the right hand, uh, in the top right hand corner, there's an I, you tap on that, and you can share my location. So you can share your location at that particular moment, but you also have the opportunity to share, lo- share your location for the next hour or for the next day. You can turn it on and off. and Exactly. Yeah. It, it expires at the end of the hour, it expires at the end of the day. If you're looking to meet up with someone, so hey, you know, I'll meet you at the mall. Um, you know, I'll meet you at the mall by the Starbucks or by the, the Rogers outlet in, in Metrotown. I think there's like five Starbucks and 16 Rogers stores. Uh, <laughs> you know, which one do I mean? Well, a lesson to everyone. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, be learning all about the new Samsung gear, the new note nine, the new home galaxy speaker and, uh, the gear watch. You're listening to the app show here on the chorus radio network back after this. You are back with the App Show. Well, a big uh, event last week. Samsung uh, had their unpacked event in New York. I had a chance to go down and check it out. They announced uh, a whole bunch of new devices, including the Samsung Galaxy Note 9, also the Galaxy Watch, and the new Galaxy Home. To make sense of it all, we've uh, got our expert uh, on the line, Patrick O'Rourke, uh, contributor to Mobile Serum. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. No problem. Thanks for having me. So uh, let's start with the Samsung Galaxy Note 9. Uh, this is the latest uh, phablet. I'm going to call it a phablet from uh, Samsung. And it's even bigger and more powerful uh, than the previous models. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? It's it's a really interesting phone. Um, I mean, I, I wrote about it a lot in my mobile syrup story. It's hard to find fault with it because um, it's just as good as the Note 8. But in many ways, it's an iterative update. The phone looks nearly identical to the Galaxy Note 8. Um, I've shown it to a lot of friends and other people at the office. And if you put both devices beside each other, they look nearly identical. Um, I guess one of the big changes is the fact that the fingerprint sensor is no longer beside the camera, which was a big issue with the Note 8. It's now sort of shifted to below the camera. Um, It also has a new iteration that goes up to 512 gigs of storage that also includes 8 gigs of RAM, but generally across the board, it's very similar to the Note 8, 
and also very similar to the S9 Plus. It actually features um, the exact same camera internals as the S9 Plus, which is a, it's a stellar camera, right? So that's that's not really an issue. It's just the exact same camera. There's nothing that's really changed beyond um, a new image uh, analyzing feature that sort of changes the shooter's sensors under different circumstances uh, to improve photo quality. That was interesting. Uh, it was a scene optimizer. Is that what they called it? Yeah, yeah, they're calling it Scene Optimizer. Um, basically, we, we've seen this in other devices like the, the LG V30, I believe, as well as the LG G6. Basically, the phone analyzes the situation that it's it's currently in. So if you're, you're in a dark room, it's going to change um, the, the automatic settings to be uh, more optimized for that specific location. If you're pointing the phone at food, it's going to change the camera settings to um, be more optimized for snapping photos of your breakfast or something like that. Um, I sort of compared it to uh, someone, uh, a photographer or a prosumer that has like a DSLR who's very familiar with the camera and knows what it's capable of. I've kind of compared it to that. It's sort of uh, dubbing that down to a level that makes it automatic um, and really easy for anybody to use. But I also found that it gives the photos a very processed look. Um, and generally with Samsung smartphones, it's just the nature of how they work. They give images a very processed, highly edited look, which some people prefer. It all, it all comes down to what you want out of your photos. But this, um, this new um, feature kind of heightens that a little more. Well, it's interesting. Uh, from what I remember uh, as well, it uh, has a, a photo fault uh, uh, thing built into it. So if you take a picture and it's blurry or someone blinks, it'll actually give you, uh, give you an alert. Yeah, the, the fault detection is interesting. I mean, I, I don't think that it's quite as useful as maybe Samsung is positioning it because um, the notification was a little hard to see. I think I need to spend a bit more time with it. I've only had the phone at our office for a couple of days at this point. Um, but, but I mean, uh, if, you, if you're at a party or you're in a situation where it's really dark and the shutter is going to be slow and you're just trying to shoot random photos of friends or something like that, um, and, and then you get home and you see that those photos didn't didn't turn out. That's kind of what this this is designed to help with. It's going to let you know right away that hey, we think there's something wrong with that particular image. Um, so I mean, it, it could be useful in very specific situations, but in my experience, I kind of didn't even see the notification because it's so tiny. So if you're drunk and it's dark, it's good. Yes, that that, <laughs> that would be exactly how Samsung should market it. I think. So the big thing with the Note uh, uh, phones uh, as well is that uh, they have that built-in stylus that they call the S Pen, and they've added a few more features to it this year. Yeah. Um, so the stylus this time around, this is, this is kind of the other feature that Samsung's touting. The stylus this time around is um, it features Bluetooth, uh, low-energy Bluetooth, which is new, and you can use it as a shutter button. So you could set up the camera on a tripod, pop the stylus out, walk across the room, um, and then click in the little button on the stylus from up to 30 feet away, I believe, and that will activate the shutter on your, your phone. Um, there's also other things that you can set up the button to turn on. Uh, Samsung showed in the settings that there's it's, it's pretty customizable. You can set, up, set it up with pretty much any app. And they're also opening up the API that controls that to third-party developers, and they expect um, apps to start be to start releasing um, over the next few months that also take advantage of it. Um, I, I found it pretty useful, like more useful than I actually expected, but I think it would be under very specific circumstances, right? Like maybe you want to take a family photo at a party, but you also want to be in the photo. 
Um, so you could use them under those circumstances, but then you'd also need to have a tripod set up with a smartphone attachment in order to, to keep the, the phone at the right height and stability. Um, so I could see it being useful, and it's definitely um, uh, nice to have. It's a nice inclusion this year, but I don't think it's quite as useful um, as maybe Samsung is, is positioning it as in their marketing materials. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they showed the uh, the photo aspect. Uh, I think one of the other uh, examples was uh, uh, for presentations. You could load a presentation onto the Samsung Note 9 and yeah. use uh, the little stylus uh, or the S Pen to, you know, click click along. So I think that's kind of a, a neat thing. Uh, another big feature uh, for me uh, for from a business and productivity standpoint is they, they have Samsung DeX built right into the phone. And that's... Um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, uh, but it allows you to hook up the phone uh, with uh, an HDMI cable plugged into it, into a monitor, and it, it creates a computer desktop uh, that you can, I guess, be even more productive on. What did you think of that? Yeah, I, I mean, I wish this is how DeX initially launched, right? Because previously DeX required um, a dock and then the DeX pad, which were, I think they're, they're in the $200 range, and that, that's pretty pricey, right? Like you're dropping this much money on a phone already. I think it's kind of hard to convince the average consumer to also purchase um, these pricey accessories in order to get that desktop experience. Um, so what Samsung's done now is it's loaded the software for DeX onto the Note 9. So all you need is a USB-C to HDMI adapter. It doesn't even have to be Samsung's official one. Um, for instance, I actually um, tested it out at the Mobile Syrup office with uh, Apple's um, USB-C hub, and that worked perfectly. There's, there's no issues with it at all. Um, and what it basically does is it allows the phone um, to connect to a larger external monitor and prompts this desktop-like experience. And I guess one of the issues with that is that app optimization for that desktop experience isn't exactly what you would get when you're using Windows 10 or something like that, right? There's a number of apps, and it's improved quite a bit, um, that have actually been optimized for that desktop experience. But every app that you're used to using on your phone, on your Android device, it's not going to pop up in desktop mode. It'll, it'll show up as a window, um, which might not, not be an issue for some people, depending on how they intend to use the feature. So overall, um, thumbs up, thumbs down? I, I think it's a great phone. I mean, uh, my big issue with it is I don't know if it's enough of an update for someone who already owns a Note 8 or a Galaxy S9 or even an S8 or arguably even an S7. Um, it's very much iterative in my mind. But if you're the type of person who really cares about specs, which I know there are a lot of people out there, especially Samsung fans, this could be worth it, especially the 8-gig model. That's that's a pretty big, significant jump, um, coupled with the Snapdragon 845, which is a very powerful processor. So it, it really depends where your interest lays in terms of smartphones and what device you're currently using. We're talking with Patrick O'Rourke uh, all about Samsung's new devices uh, that uh, they announced uh, last week. Uh, let's quickly talk about the Galaxy Watch and also the Galaxy Home. These are two devices. Uh, they showed off the watch. We got to get our hands on it. Um, not so much the speaker, but uh, really trying to develop, I guess, their uh, their Samsung ecosphere, aren't they? Yeah, the Galaxy Watch, uh, and I, I guess I was a little surprised by this because there were rumors leading up to this that it's possible Samsung could be making the jump to Android Wear, which is Google's wearable operating system. Um, but the Galaxy Watch has stuck with Tizen, which is uh, Samsung's own proprietary uh, operating system that runs on its televisions as well as its smartwatches. This is sort of their successor to the many other watches that they've released over the years. 
I had a very brief amount of hands-on time with it. Um, and it looked, it looked like a smartwatch. I mean, I, I wear an Apple watch every day. I often wear um, a Moto 360 second gen as well, uh, which runs Android Wear. And I find myself not really using the apps very free, frequently. I use them for notifications. So despite the fact that Tizen doesn't have access to a lot of apps just because it's a, a newer ecosystem, I'm not sure that's much of an issue anymore, um, at least for me and how I use smartwatches. So we also have the Galaxy Home, uh, which is their intelligent or smart speaker, uh, I guess, to compete against the Google Home, Amazon uh, Echo line, uh, and, of course, the new Apple HomePod. Is it uh, too little too late? Uh, do you think they can make a go of this? I mean, there's, there's so many smart speakers out there now, right? Like every major tech company has them. I think the design is unique. It kind of looks like a barbecue. That was the, the running joke. <laughs> it's got these little legs sticking out of the bottom of I th- it. I thought it was cute. Um, looks like a... <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually liked it. I thought it. I thought it was neat. I think the big issue with the Galaxy Home is whether or not Bixby is capable enough to be an adequate smart home assistant, right? Um, so you have Google Assistant. Uh, it's pretty versatile. It works with a lot of smart home products. You have Alexa and, and Amazon Skills. Uh, it can pretty much do anything that you want it to do in terms of connectivity. Apple's HomePod is a, a little bit of a different story. It's not quite as capable. Um, but Bixby is pretty lackluster, and I think that's going to be the main issue with this particular smart speaker. So I'm hoping that down the line we hear that um, it's going to get Alexa integration or Google Assistant integration, but given that this is a Samsung device and Samsung obviously wants to promote its own voice-activated assistant, I'm, I'm just not sure if that's actually going to happen. We will find out. Uh, we're talking again uh, with our uh, good friend Patrick O'Rourke, uh, contributor over at Mobile Syrup. want to thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. When we come back from the break, it's the Hot 5 App Countdown. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike, Graham, and Christina here. Before we get to our Hot 5 App Countdown, which is hiking apps this week, we are going to get our Facebook Tip of the Week, Graham. Yeah, so our Facebook Tip of the Week is kind of a fun one. Uh, you, like, you, guys, you like to play games, right? Sometimes. Have you played the basketball game in Facebook Messenger? No. No. Okay, so this is really cool. Essentially, uh, what you need to do is open up Facebook Messenger, open up a chat with one of your friends, and uh, send them a basketball emoji. You're going to see uh, that thing show up in the message. Tap on that, and it will actually let you launch a game that you can play with friends. And it keeps your score at the top. Just what if you do a soccer ball? Is there a soccer game? Not yet. Once every four years. Once <laughs> Do you get that World Cup is every four years, Christina? You don't care. Uh, so it actually is like a full basketball game you play. Will it's this work little, on your phone as well? It works on your phone, yeah. So it's a, it's a fun little basketball game uh, that you can play in Facebook Messenger. Christina is shaking her head. She's not impressed. I'm not impressed, no. Do you have too much time on your hands, maybe? Well, yeah. I'm just suggesting. Was, was that unclear at any point? <laughs> oh, okay, let's get to the exciting part here. The weekly app Hot five. It's our hot five app countdown. This week it's hiking apps. I know you guys like to hike. I I want to hike, so maybe this will inspire me. You're an aspiring hiker. I, I want to be inspired. Like. Well, you keep telling him to take a hike. So, <laughs> starting up at number five, Christina, we have GPS tracks. Tell us about it. 
Yes, this is actually easily the best $4 you'll spend on GPS tracking. It helps you discover and map out multiple hiking trails in your favorite outdoor areas. And then you can customize and store the routes for offline use, which is always a good thing when you're out of service range, which hopefully you are when you're hiking. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. Fair. I actually like my cell phone to work if I'm hiking, to be honest, because I'm probably going to need help. So it's good to be able to call somebody. You got to get one of those GPS screamers, you know, the one where you pull a tab on it and it alerts the the authorities that you're... No? Yeah? yeah? Maybe we could just start you out with some nature walks, Mike. I love that. I love that. Down to the pub. <laughs> Number four here on the Hot 5 App Countdown, we're talking about hiking apps. Scram. So this is Peak Finder. This is available for iOS and for Android. It's five bucks, and as you probably guess, it allows curious hikers to identify the name of any mountain simply by snapping a photo of the peak. So it gives you a topography-focused look at uh, over 350,000 mountains worldwide, uses the compass and motion sensors to give you a panoramic rendering of the surrounding landscape, and uh, you can document all this stuff and share. It also works while you are offline, and one of the nice things gives you daily sunrise and sunset. That's Peak Finder. That's uh, number four on the Hot 5 app countdown this week. Talking about hiking apps, we've got number three, Christina. Number three is View Ranger, and this one's available on both iOS and Android. And is uh, for hikers of all levels, helping them discover thousands of trails in 23 countries, including the U.S. and Canada. Uh, This one actually allows you to download offline terrain maps, check your GPS location, and access real-time stats during your hike, such as the time, speed, and your distance traveled. Sounds cool. How much is that one? Free. Free. We're going to our number three hiking app this week number two number two i'm losing count i'm losing count grant what do we got number two is map my hike so this is ios and android it's free to download but there are some fees to it but let's anyway we'll get to that it's a supercharged hiking and exercise app that will tie in with your wearable device like your fitbit Uh, you can challenge friends and participate in different challenges with them to stay motivated Uh, and you can do things like discover new trails save your favorite trails uh, track your workout with pace distance duration and some insights on your calories burned uh the cool thing here is that there are some advanced features like heart rate analysis and personal training plans so you can join their mvp membership for six bucks a month or 30 bucks a year to get access to those cool additional features map my hike the number one hiking app this week i'm going to give christina this it's all trails this one is available for free on android and ios It's a great resource for seeking out new trails and connecting with other hikers. You can search for nearby hiking routes based on your GPS location. And it also gives you some timely tips, including crowdsourced photos of the scenic parts of your hike, which if you love Instagram is very handy. uh, From what I'm reading here, it also gives you detailed warnings about trail obstacles ahead. Like bears. <laughs> <laughs> or Starbucks. Or Starbucks. <laughs> Is that an obstacle? It can be, yeah. Yes. I, I found it usually prevents me from going hiking, so. Yeah, I don't, so just, I'm going to take that back. It doesn't warn you about bears in case someone uses it and gets eaten by a bear. <laughs> We've got a, our, our bear disclaimer. That, that's great. That's where we are now. Well, yes, because someone will get eaten by a bear and then come after me. We don't want that. No, no. That was our Hot 5 app countdown. We're going to get our iPhone tip of the week. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. 
So our iPhone tip of the week is kind of a fun one. Um, if you've used iTunes in the past, uh, if you use the music app, and you like your lyrics, you know that you can tap into a song and you can tap the three dots to bring up the lyrics in select songs where they've uploaded those uh, with the tune itself. So it can be great if you want to if you want to sing along. You know, if you've ever been singing along to a tune and realized the lyrics aren't what's a glove got to do with it, this is very handy for you. But let's say you've got a famous uh, a lyric stuck in your head. You've heard the song and uh, you, you don't know the name of it. You don't know the artist. Uh, what can you do? Well, in iOS 12, which is coming uh, very soon, and uh, believe next month or the month after, uh, you'll be able to search by lyrics. So all you have to do is tap the search button and type in the lyric that you're looking for, and you should, knock on wood, be able to find uh, the song that you're looking for. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Love it. Progress. We have a lot more to talk about here on the program. When we come back, it's streaming time. What's happening on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon Prime? You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back shortly after this. Still lots more to talk about here on the App Show. We'll be uh, getting to our travel and fitness apps and also uh, our creative app of the week. And before we get to uh, streaming, let's get our game app of the week from Graham. What do you got? So this week we've got a great game for both iOS and Android. Uh, it's a free game and there are in-app purchases to disable ads. It's called Sneak Ops. And so this is a new sneaking mission every single day. It's a strategy stealth-based action game where the goal is not to get caught. If you've ever played uh, games like uh, Metal Gear Solid or uh, Metal Gear, Gear Solid 2 or 3 or 4 <laughs> or 5. Uh, you're keep going, keep going. <laughs> there, well, there's Metal Gear Peace Walker. Uh, anyway, so there, there's uh, this, the same idea here. Knockout guards, avoid security cameras, crawl through tunnels in a high-tech military base. This is a 2D sprite-based action game. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, you can earn badges for each day that you com- uh, complete. You can actually go back and complete uh, daily missions that you didn't finish. And it's fun for all skill levels. You can get started and, and start to play around with it. This is actually from the same guys that made uh, Super Stickman Golf that we talked about uh, a couple weeks back. So cool. fun little game, uh, free to play, and uh, you know, remove the ads within an app purchase. That is Sneak Ops. Thanks, Graham. Well, let's uh, switch gears now and find out uh, what's happening on Netflix Prime and Crave TV. Streaming this week. Starting off with uh, our friends over at Netflix, uh, a young adult movie here, Adventures in Public School. Don't be nervous. When you pass this test, you are a high school graduate. Okay, now go get him! Public school is just an institution for low expectations. I homeschool him. Walking through those doors is going to change my life forever. Like some supernova explosion of love. This movie is uh, about a, uh, a young man who is uh, homeschooled and uh, escapes his uh, overbearing mother and uh, enrolls in public school. Hilarity ensues. Uh, up next, if you are into thrillers and horror, you'll uh, probably want to uh, check this one out. Uh, this one was pretty intense, and, and I liked it a lot. It's called Don't Breathe, again on Netflix. Yo, I got our ticket out of here. Rumor is this guy is sitting on at least 300K. Boom! That's her guy. Wait, is he blind? You messed up to rob a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. Ooh. So, again, he's blind and rich, a perfect target for robbery, but the tables turn when three teen thieves find themselves in a lethal game of cat and mouse. Also on Netflix this week, we've got uh, Homeland Season 6. Carrie Bradshaw is back. 72 days between the election and the January 20th inauguration. The most difficult transfer of power in history. with her transition team pouring over briefing. 
I'm concerned about her domestic counterterrorism agenda. What about getting out? If the war isn't winnable, what are we still doing there? Excuse me? Did I say Carrie Bradshaw? I meant Carrie Matheson. She's uh, living in New York after thwarting a terrorist attack in Berlin. Uh, in New York, she's begun working to provide aid to Muslims living in the U.S. Again, this stars Claire Dane, Claire Danes, Rupert Friend, F. Murray Abram, Elizabeth Marvel, and Mandy Patankin. I love that guy. Uh, another uh, movie for the uh, the younger set, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Junior year. I can hardly believe it. Thanks, Dad. We need to talk about your sexual health. No, no, please no. I want you to be safe. Dad, why are you giving me these? Don't forget <laughs> to have fun. Lara Jean's love life goes from imaginary to out of control when her secret letters to every boy she's ever fallen for are mysteriously mailed out. Also, uh, a big one uh, coming out on Netflix that a lot of people have been uh, looking forward to from uh, Matt Goring, who is the creator of The Simpsons, a new animated series called Disenchantment. I want to be in charge of my own destiny. I want to see the outside world. I want to get rid of all the diseases plaguing mankind and replace them with worse ones. Uh, again, if you liked uh, The Simpsons and anything that Matt Goring has done, you'll want to check this out. And again, it's on Netflix. On Crave TV, they've uh, got some good series happening as well. Ray Donovan, Season 5. What do you do, Ray? I work for people like you. What do you do for people like me? I'm the guy you call when things go wrong. When someone brings you into their problem, you're discreet. Whatever the fee is, I'll pay it. Ray Donovan, a professional fixer for the rich and famous in Los Angeles, can make anyone's problems disappear except those created by his own family. Fantastic series. You've got to check it out. Let's go over to Prime, Amazon Prime Video. Again, if you're an Amazon Prime uh, subscriber, many people don't know they also have Prime Video. It's kind of like Netflix, uh, but Amazon's version. They've got a lot of uh, great movies, TV shows, and uh, original series. This is uh, an original docu-series, uh, and it's called... All or nothing, Manchester City. If you're a soccer fan, you'll want to check this out. Today, I didn't see the desire to win. Today, I didn't see it. Some of you play better when you're angry with me. So if you hate me, hate me, guys. No problem at all. But every single training session, every single game, you have to be there ready. I know you. Again, that's called All or Nothing Manchester City, uh, a great uh, behind-the-scenes documentary series about one of the world's biggest soccer clubs. It's legendary coach uh, Pep Guardiola and the personal stories of the players in a record-setting Premier League winning year. Let's go to Graham now for our creative app of the week. What do we got? Our creative app of the week this week is Affinity Designer. So Affinity has been making some serious inroads in design apps. And this app is uh, basically bringing an almost full-featured desktop experience to iPad. Uh, you do need a newer iPad to use this. So anything later than a 2017 uh, iPad, an iPad Air 2 or iPad Pro. And it is absolutely fantastic. This is a metal-accelerated uh, piece of software. So it's using Apple's Metal API to get give you an incredibly powerful set of design tools, uh, full uh, color palettes in both CMYK, LAB, RGB, grayscale, 16-bit uh, per channel color processing. If you are into design, 
this thing is it. It will actually uh, pan and zoom at 120 frames per second on the iPad Pro. Uh, it gives you live gradients. Uh, if you've been into design, this is this is revolutionary. So I recommend checking it out. It's $19.99 uh, US, so about $23, $24 Canadian. And it is Affinity Designer for iPad. Thanks, Graham. When we come back from the break, it's travel app and fitness app of the week. Stay tuned. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Before we get to our travel app of the week, it's fitness time. What do we got for our fitness app, Graham? Our fitness app this week is available for both iOS and Android, and the app is called Freeletics. So this is an app that you can download for free, uh, but it does have in-app purchases for coaching, like a lot of these apps do. So it's going to come with 10 to 30-minute workouts based on body weight only, uh, tutorial videos that are uh, built right in, and it's good for you to get started uh, as well as continue on as you progress. Um, they're high-intensity workouts. Workouts. And the great thing here is that if you do want to connect with a coach uh, with those subscription models, you will be able to connect with not only your coach, but other athletes. Uh, and they've got something that they call Clap Clap, which is a, a motivational tool. Sorry, what? Clap Clap. <laughs> One more time. Clap Clap. That's the feature. Uh, that's right. Okay. And it's a, a motivation tool to help you uh, share what it is that you're doing and get some, some big ups from people who are cheering you on uh, in your own training community. So that is Freeletics. Freeletics. It's travel app of the week now. What do we have, Christina? We have an app called Backpacker College. This one is available on iOS and Android. And it also has a web app and it's all free. This is actually really interesting. It uh, offers a website and mobile apps that list available accommodations at college and university residences. So that's that's where it starts, and then it it's followed by other affordable hostels and hotel choices. Uh, travelers can book directly, and it's an affordable way for schools, especially to market their available rooms. What's it called again? Backpacker College. Isn't that clever? It is kind of clever. So yeah. they have spare rooms that they let out? Yeah, uh, at university dorms. I mean, obviously in the summertime, those university dorms are probably quite empty unless students are taking summer school and those students are probably much fewer. So might as well, you know, generate some extra revenue from those rooms. Neat. Empty like Graham's heart. Uh. (laughs) But it also gives uh, backpackers an affordable, clean, safe place to stay, which is wonderful. And especially in the summertime when everyone's traveling. Yeah, if you're taking a gap year or, you know, like... Your late thirties and really feeling like you should take in a gap year. <laughs> this is not a bad choice. I like how he's looking at me. <laughs> it's it's not too late. It's not too late for you. We can make this happen, right? The app show goes gap year. I think it's a it's a series that we'll do. Uh, let us know on Facebook if you think that's a great idea. Well, that's all the time we have left. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every Saturday here on the Chorus Radio Network. Broadcasts uh, out of uh, CKNW 980 here in Vancouver. It's called Get Connected. We've been doing it for many, many years. Uh, We talk all about the latest tech trends, news, digital homes, smart technology. It's a cool show. You have to listen to it. Again, Saturdays, 10 to 11 a.m. Vancouver time here on CKNW 980. Want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Signing off for Christina and Graham. I'm Mike Agarbo. See you again next week. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in Amazon Alexa HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial 980 CKNW.